Welcome, everybody, to episode 106 of the Circle Back Podcast, the show where three great friends get together and talk about video games. My name is Daniel Dufernoy, and I am joined by Dan LaMarca. How are you, Dan? Hello, Dan. It's good to be here. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's good to hear your beautiful voice, and I am especially excited to hear from Shelby White. How are you, Shelby? Wow. Hello, Dan's. Shelby... The reason I say I'm especially excited is, is because it has been over a month since we have Conversed. heard each other's voices. So this is very, very exciting. Very, very nice. It is good to hear from you, buddy. And Dan, it's always good to hear from you, bud. Yeah, but you know what I mean. But we hear whatever. you all the time. <laughs> um, no, anyway, feels hey, good, man. I know I missed out on the last one. So uh, how you guys been? How's everything? Good. It's good to be back. It's good to have the three of us back together. It is the show where three great friends get together and talk about video games. That is the no, show. I've heard that once or twice. So let's just get to it and let's talk about video games. So we'll start as we always start and we'll talk about what we've been playing. I want to talk about first, last time we were together, Dan was talking about Trials of Fire and how he only played like, you know, several hours of it, but it was like one of his favorite games ever. He liked it more <laughs> than Slate Aspire. So I want to well, hear, Dan, yeah, in so, the last two weeks, so, what, what your thoughts are. Uh, all right. So I, I probably put another 20-ish hours into it um, since since we last met. Another 20 hours? Yeah, another 20 or so. Um, gotcha. And, uh, Just dabbled. It <laughs> That's is, no big deal. So here's the thing. It's incredible. I'm not. I'm not backpedaling. It has one of the most engaging card-based, you know, tactical <laughs> uh, systems that I've played in a game. Um, I think it's excellent. I think its weakness is what a lot of these types of games' weaknesses are, in that there are only so many random events that you start to mm. see them again. Um, I think in this game's case, because it's run based and because you're trying to basically they have like short they have like campaigns right so it's like all right here's your main campaign it's infinitely replayable and it's kind of like randomized here's a campaign that's like all right a starter campaign 60 to 90 minutes you have three objectives and you'll go through it so every time you play the the non-randomized campaigns you have the same three bosses so you know what you're in for you're kind of like molding your party to, to fit what you want to do against those bosses, right? Mm-hmm. But still, it works in the same way of every time you come across these different, you know, ruins or towns or random things in the world, you are seeing a lot of repeats. But the thing about the game is that the reason you're there is for the deep combat system and the RPG system with your characters. Like... It's just so excellent and engaging. I, I really do love it. It's Dan, remind me real quick. Sorry. Is, yeah. is this early access or is this out? No, so it's been in early access for a while now, and I, and I just never played it. And uh, it hit 1.0 um, and, and right. was released on Steam um, a couple weeks ago at this point. And, uh, yeah, I really love this game. I think it's... I mean, it's definitely one of the best games I played this year. Uh, currently, currently, I have like I think I have literally have six games, and I'm like any one of these could shuffle around at any point to be like my number one game <laughs> this year. Like that's where I'm at right and now. And it's only April. 
Yeah. I, I mean, that could change. There could be a game that comes out that I'm like, oh, well, that's my game true. of the year. <laughs> uh, I always love when I go on like the GG app and I see, you know, Dan's found a game when it has no icon where it's just like letters. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like words. There's no no picture or artwork for the game yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's definitely Dan playing that. That's Dan. <laughs> I, uh, it's funny because... This game <laughs> has found a pretty decent sized audience. I look at I'm looking at the Steam store page right now and it's got, you know, 1300 reviews, you know, very positive. Oh, wow. It's rated 89%. So like it's definitely found an audience, which is great because this could have very well been a game that ends up having like 50 reviews and never making any money, <laughs> but like people are really enjoying this game and I think it's I think it's really really great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just loving it. it. It's very challenging, but unlocking there are nine total characters, and you have a party of three, so you're kind of picking and choosing who you want to bring in, and then depending on, you know, every time you, I don't know if I really, I, I know I talked a lot about the game last time, but as you level up, you're gaining new cards for your deck, like each character. But you're also, as you're getting weapons, the weapons come with cards. So it's like if you get like a purple weapon, it comes with three cards that are all tailored to a specific style. So like my warrior, I can either get gear, like, you know, try to get gear that uh, makes my warrior into a tank. Or I can get gear that makes my warrior into like a very powerful offensive character. Um, And you can kind of tailor it. So like I have... You know, same with mages. You can have like a very defensive and support mage, or you can like gear them to just be like a huge damage dealer. That like, you know, and there's even more to it than that. It's just, it's excellent. It's super well designed. I love all the little flourishes on the board as your little tokens are moving around these hexes. Like, it's just, it's a really, really great one of these. And like right now, it's sitting at my at my number one spot for the year. Nice, Dan. Very cool. Yeah, it's great. Nice. All right. I guess I guess I'll have to get to it. <laughs> I mean, That's listen. Awesome. I said last week that there's that there was a Dan Dufresne ass Dan Dufresne game, and there's a Dan Lamarca game. This is a Dan Lamarca game, and <laughs> That's beautiful. And you played the Dan Dufresne game. I'll talk. I guess I should talk about the Dan Dufresne game. So Dan, you already covered it last week, but I did play Before Your Eyes. Yeah. Um, very very short game. It only was like an hour and a half. But oh man. That is a Dan Dufresne game. I, you know, when did you guys uh, go making games without me? <laughs> Listen, we got to make money somehow. What it is, but I just love things that make me cry. I don't know why <laughs> it is. I like things that have to do with like death and like souls and like dying. I don't know. It's 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 weird. I it's probably some weird sick complex that I have. But Dan, you are absolutely right. Uh, there's something about it that it's just it was just such a beautiful like genuine story and the way that the mechanic of having to like you so in a nutshell you kind of see this this person's life you know from the beginning to the end and there's like a plot twist sort of at one point um but yeah so you see like all these memories and it's disjointed and every time that you blink like the memory ends and there's certain memories you know, again, like you said last week, that you just like want to stay in. There's some really, really sweet and tender moments, either with you and your, your best friend or you and your mom or whatever. And like, because we need to blink, like, 
you know, something beautiful is happening in an instant, like it's over. And I think having that mechanic just like, first off, it's a beautiful story on its own, but having that mechanic just like adds to the weight of it. And it kind of becomes like even more serious and even more like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, inspiring all the way through. Uh, And, um, yeah, it's brilliant. You know, I talked last year about, um, obviously signs of the sojourner. You've all heard me talk about a lot, but it's like when a game can marry its mechanics to its story in, in an interesting and new way, it makes the story feel so much more special and poignant. And I think before your eyes does such an awesome job with that. Where like, you know, we, we'll talk about it come end of the year time, but there are some moments where they kind of like, you know, give you a different look as like, all right, what you're blinking, all you do is blink, but like, oh, well, this is a little bit different and they, right. they make you do stuff and it's like, it's just so good. Like, it's so smart and and the story really is, is something it pretty is. special. And there's something about it too, because I, you know... So we just came off of Spiritfarer. We just, you know, the last few years we've come, we've we've dealt with games that that deal with these sort of heavy themes and 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 death and stuff like that. I gotta say though, the my favorite part of the game actually, I don't think this is giving too much away. I I'm super intrigued by the the like the underworld aspect of it, like the the fox that's like yeah. the the boat keeper, like that part. I don't know. There's something just very very intriguing to me, and they don't give you a lot of it yeah but there's something about that that just like the second that like it started like it just it just like was very interesting to me right. and and just made me want to keep going so this the way that they created the world they created the story and just adding those mechanics on top of it um absolutely incredible and yeah. i thoroughly enjoyed it and i thoroughly recommend it absolutely beautiful 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 excellent game. ending too i love the last 10 minutes of this game i think it's superb yeah it's beautiful Absolutely beautiful. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm I'm so glad uh, that I played it. Dan, do for my game for sure, <laughs> through and through, through and through. <laughs> so uh, so Shell, I, w- I want to talk about a few games that you've been playing. So I know you've been playing Hollow Knight again lately. How far you got? Um. So I've beaten Hollow Knight. Oh, finally! I Holy moly! Hollow Knight. Whoa. Um. And. I apologize. I just <laughs> to our little document um, on the side. I, I pulled up. I've been slowly writing them down because I haven't seen you guys or talked in a while. So I've been slowly writing down everything I did and and some of my thoughts on it. And I uh, I had to add a few more because it's been a couple of weeks. I forgot I even played some. But um, but Hollow Knight. So so I've beaten the game. I obviously didn't. Well, not obviously, but I I haven't like unlocked a hundred percent of everything mm-hmm. which i can kind of tell because there's definitely some things that are still a mystery to me mm-hmm. um and there's then once you get bosses. yeah there's definitely a lot of optional stuff going on and um spoilers, caterpillars yeah well very close i didn't realize that like when when you first enter that room with the grubs <laughs> that like every single hole in there is actually like a missing grub yeah. um so I, I'm almost actually done with those. I I, I unlocked a lot of those. It's a pretty cool thing but, uh, when you get them all. Oh, yeah. You know what was pretty funny? I didn't realize how much audio actually plays a role in the game because when I first started playing it, I would play it like at night 
like lying in bed trying to stay quiet mm. so i didn't have the sound on <laughs> and not realizing that when i did play it with sound right, they you help hear you. like yeah you hear the cartographer you hear the mm. grubs and i was like well this is a different game yeah that's um, actually big <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah huge i didn't realize that at first but um so towards the end of the like actually right at the end of the game you you kind of go up to this monolith and it'll tell you how much progress you have throughout the game like completion wise um so when i did come up to the final boss i was at like 75 percent completion mm -hmm. like i did a lot in the game oh yeah it's a big game but there but there are areas that i don't think i unlock i mean i think i got just about everything but there's got to be at least one or two secret areas i didn't get to because have there's stuff that i don't no see that's yeah. the thing i look i was like looking at the game and i and i saw a screenshot of that and i was like i never went there i'm like what's yeah. that that's a hidden um, area that a lot of people miss Anecdotally. I figured and it like makes me want to jump back in even though I did uh, spend so much time playing because I I played a lot I think I had a, like a pretty good amount of hours on this one how'd you feel um, about the final boss he was cool it was a cool final boss I like the whole lore behind it and stuff like that I, 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 don't, I don't know I you didn't think I, he was I, hard I didn't really think so I think he it took me maybe like eight or eight to ten tries to beat him um which right, so definitely means he was, I was <laughs> gonna say it definitely means he was pretty tough, but but here's the thing with the final boss. Like by the time I got to him, I, I was exploring a lot of the world. Um other than the secret areas I couldn't find. So I did have like I had like eight things of health and um I found the loadouts that worked best for me and stuff like that. I unlocked almost all of the extra like purchased all of the extra things that you could have. Um mm -hmm. so when I got to him, it was all a matter of just figuring out how he attacked because he never deviated from that so so once i figured that out i kind of got him he did what the very the first two times i walked in he whooped my ass mm -hmm. like bad <laughs> like i walked in and i was dead like almost immediately <laughs> um but it was pretty funny because i did spend a lot of time playing this game so there would be days where i'd i i wouldn't play it and then come back to it so i would forget some of the power-ups and shit that i got right uh so there were certain areas I'd get to, I'd be like, oh, man, I, I don't know what to do here. And it was like, oh, just press L, you stupid ass, because you have this ability. <laughs> forgot um, you had something, yeah. And I just forgot that I had it. Yeah. I will say, look, here's the thing. I am so high on this game. This game is absolutely freaking incredible, but you know that already. <laughs> and uh, and oh, I wish I know. knew, yeah, I wish I knew, remembered more of the boss's names, because I remember, Dan, you saying at one point, you were like, oh, we got to do like I a boss. I want to hear your favorite bosses. Yeah. So I I, I got to look them up and remember all their names. Oh, the best um, guys are <laughs> whatever that guy is. The uh, the dung beetle. The dung beetle. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah, Dan, yeah my you favorite. said you love the dung beetle. I do remember fighting him. He was uh, he, he was like jumps cool. out of the ground and does all these cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just awesome. That yeah, was you know I I will say one gave me a uh, a hell of a. I, I'll tell you I think I lost to these guys more than I lost to the final boss was uh I was going up towards one of the three uh guys that you have to go to to unlock the final boss and there's like five dead giant beetle carcasses or something that once yeah. you walk in the room they start coming alive one at a time that's what most people oh. I, i've heard it's like really tough bro they were crushing me uh that that i swear i died like 20 times there yeah and uh and then once i finally beat them i like cr killed it uh, it like wasn't even close. I was like, "How how did I go from get my ass kicked to to barely even getting touched this time?" It makes no sense. Yeah, I did find after like half the times I went through there. If you 
before you go in the room, you can go up top and crush one of the guys. Yep. Um, there's like a secret room up top where you can drop a chandelier on them. So I was like, oh, well, that was cool that I died so many times. I figured this out. It's yeah, awesome. <laughs> uh, I will say the only thing I would go down on for this game is I wish, and maybe for the sequel, when I came across areas that I couldn't do anything about, there are so many of them. It's not like there's three or four. There's so many times where you do that. And I would forget what's there, you know, like I'm exploring so much more of the world that I'd forget what's there. I wish there was some sort of marker I could put that would say like, oh, hey, here's one of those black bars that you can't get by, you know, like where I can mark it on the map and then know that that's what it is. I mean, you could put a marker down, but it wasn't a specified oh, marker. Oh, I get you. You like, know, like you, it would be a marker. Right. Um, so, like, there were so many times where I I spent a lot of wasted time just backtracking to areas to be like, oh, yeah, this is why I can't get through here. This is why I can't get through here, you know? Right. Um, because that's a lot of the game is backtracking like any good Metroidvania game, you know? So so I wish there was a way of me just being like, okay, here's, here's a pit that I can't cross yet because I don't have whatever it is. And I can mark it and know that that's what it was. Because there'd be like like up to 12 areas where I'm like, I can't get through here because of this, yada, yada. And I'd just be going through the world over and over and over again, you know? Right. Um, that's the only thing I'm down on it, but it's really not that big of a complaint because there is a fast travel system. So, yeah. so it's yeah. still an absolutely fucking astonishing game that I loved. Dude, I'm, it really I'm is, especially you when you just it. realize that it was three people that made it. That's oh, just yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's just like, what? Yeah. Such love yeah. with the game. It's, it's, it was incredible. Yeah, sure. it's really, really something special. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Chubb. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. definitely. Absolutely. Definitely awesome, man. Chubb, I'm also curious because you also played Bowser's Fury. So I'm curious I your did. thoughts on that. So so I jumped right into that. I, I jumped in and, and beat it. I beat Bowser's Fury. Nice. Um, in all honesty, I sat down and I played it 100% like every cat shine right through. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's very, very easy. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, it's quick. Yeah, it's it's just it really is just a dab of hey, let's see what you guys think of this, you know, like, um, and it was good. I mean, I'm not gonna any new Mario is good Mario in my eyes, you know. Yeah. Um, I'll take anything Agreed. you throw at me. I'm not gonna sit here and compare it to other 3D Mario games because it's not on Substan- that caliber. It's in my not opinion. substantive enough, you know. Yeah, it really is just doesn't have enough, but it's a nice taste of something new. It's I, an appetizer. Yeah, you know what they did, and it's it makes sense that they threw it on 3D worlds because of like the reserv- well, well, kind of how you're governed with your moves. Like it felt, I felt like I was 2D Mario in a 3D space. Like that's how I felt. There's no triple mm. jump unless you have a suit on. You can't really do any attack sort of thing, you know. So it's like you're you're kind of limited in that space, but at the same time, everything like all the suits were so abundant and every you know like you were constantly having something like that. Right. So it wasn't. I didn't feel useless, but at the same time, I didn't feel like 3D Mario, you know? Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, obviously the game being pretty pretty easy. And uh, I don't know. I, I really, really like it. It's definitely, like, w- one of the favorite plays. That's why I played it right through. Mm-hmm. And it uh, feels so good to jump back in with Mario, yeah. you know? It's great. And, and, and it's all just that like stuff. a really it's, good, you know, yeah, quick it's, little Mario It's a Mario good experience. Thing. I will say, I, I feel like it's kind of a... a I mean, it's obviously has all its 3D worlds influences, but it's kind of like a sunshine successor. Like yeah, a spiritual it definitely sunshine. has some some sunshine <laughs> DNA in there. 
You know, they, it's, I mean, it even opens up with the Mario M that's yeah. in Sunshine that you jump into. And you know, you chase you got, around uh, Luigi, and that, that looks yeah. Like, you chase Dark Luigi. Yeah. You have uh, Bowser Junior with the paintbrush. Yeah. You know, like it's got a lot of sunshine in there. It does. It does. Yeah, you know, maybe, it's maybe, it's maybe a- I should knock it down my list a couple of spaces. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Bowser didn't that. really speak, so you're good there. It was all text based. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I agree though. It is. It's it's good and it's fun. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, it, like it's good. It, it like it, it's just it's like it satiates that like Mario like yeah. thirst that scratches that itch for some reason. Like the fact that it's like very quick. Tell me more I about the Mario why, like, thirst. What was that? Tell me more about your Mario thirst. But I have a Mario thirst <laughs> every day. It's like all the time. So that's why I want like I want a second glass. Like okay, give me a second glass of Mario. Yeah, I did. You know what I did like that they kind of had in there was the accumulation of power ups that you could kind of just switch between. You know, yeah, like yep. uh, like with the up button. Yeah, it was smart to on a be able to hold a yeah, few. It, right, it had that um that feel. Whereas I jumped into a few levels of 3D World after doing that, and you can only hold one at a time. Right. You know, yep. so it's like something they took from that, but then expanded upon, which is good. And um, yeah, man, I'm I'm high on it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. There was I yeah. had a few frustrations with it um, towards the end, where I'm just searching for shines, mm. and all of a sudden, uh, Bowser pops out. And there'll be sometimes where he pops out and then kind of attacks and then goes away as I'm trying to get like the secret island shines. <laughs> oh yeah. And then there were sometimes where he would not go away at all. And yep. it's like super, it was super on, like, I don't know. Once I don't know get, if that was meant I, I to think be there's that a way. way or... I think there's like a method to it. I think it's once you have a certain number like left, like you're almost at the end, he just like stays around. Yeah. If you have like, yeah. it's like 38 or something like that. Like he just, he won't. Which was annoying. Cause it's like, if you don't get a right. shine, he doesn't go away. And if you, if you do the giant bell, you have to fight him and then the game ends. So it's like, well, this doesn't make any sense. I was yeah. like, how do I get this guy to go away? I'm I just know. trying to collect shines here. I know. So that was one of the first. I'm and- trying to collect shines <laughs> here. <laughs> Come on, what are you doing here, guy? Huh? <laughs> I had uh, I had that, and then I had a few frame rate issues towards the end. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. With uh, only when Bowser would, like yep. come out, and there was a ton of shit going on. Yeah. That was uh, it that did. was the only time yeah. it jumped down to like probably like 15 frames. Like it was pretty slow. Yeah. Never for like long periods of time, but it, no, it, would it was dip. like a couple of seconds yeah. and then bounce out and then bounce back in. Yeah. Um, being able to travel the world, obviously, on Plessy's back, super cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, Plessy's um, just the best. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, listen, I, I know I'm kind of picking it apart here, but I loved it. It was a ton of fun. Yeah, cool, man. All right, nice. so that's Bowser's Fury. Yeah, definitely. Then let's talk about Outriders. Outriders. Now, you played that last week, correct? Yeah, so I played it. Played a little bit? Like, barely any. Remember, I had I was playing the prologue and had to replay it yeah. like three times. Uh-huh. So, what I ended up doing was I sat down and said, you know what? I'm going to play this for like a few hours. I'll get really into it. And the thing that I'll say is it's a really fun game to play. Like, it is, a, it feels really good to play. And as I'm unlocking new abilities and getting, it has a good loop where it feels, uh, I mean, the pitch on the game is it's, a, you know, Gears of War shooting style meets Diablo. Uh-huh. You know, like, that's the pitch. And so you're, 
you have this really good feeling shooting and running around and then depending on your class you have different abilities so i picked this class that's like uh, i forget what he's called but he's like a big tank likes to get up close and personal um so my abilities to start out is if i hit lb i smash the ground and a shockwave goes out in front of me and damages you know enemies in a straight line and it'll interrupt uh attacks and like stun them for a second right um then my next ability that i got was if i hit lb and rb i become uh 65 percent of the damage damage reduction so i just become like tankier right and then my third ability i got you hit rb and you like jump up into the air and like hover and you can aim at any enemy like within a certain range and hit it again and you'll like shoot down and smash the ground in front of them and do a huge like aoe attack um, and what the cool thing about the game, I've only played by myself. I haven't played with other people and it really feel like the combat arenas are well-designed. The gameplay feels really good. I like these, you know, the weapons and the weapon systems is kind of what's making it for me where I'm actually really enjoying it because you'll get like any blue. So any like gray gear is just like a common item, right? It's got the gray, green, blue, um, I forget if they have purple or whatever, but all that I've really seen is gray, green, or blue. So the gray items have no special attributes. The green items have like one special attribute, but it's like, you know, plus 10 to damage or plus 20 to health or whatever. Like nothing. It's just kind of like little stat boosts. Then the Mm -hmm. blue items so far, they often will have something that will affect one of your abilities so it'll be like all right the shockwave ability you can now use twice before it needs to go on cooldown or it'll be like uh your your uh you know jump up in the air and and smash down ability it um it'll do an extra 100 damage and interrupt for double time or something like that so the way it's like tweaking that stuff is cool and it makes it feel interesting, uh, along with the fact that I've gotten a few different powers now that uh, you can swap in and out. You have three power slots, and you can put any of them on. One is like I have this big, I get like this big shield in front of me that is, catches all the bullets, and then I can shoot them back at the at the enemy. Um, it's just fun, man. Like it's a fun third person shooter. I could care less about the story. I literally started skipping cutscenes because the writing was pretty poor um but it just feels like it's enjoyable to play the classes that i've seen you know gameplay of you know i've only played my you know titan or whatever the hell he's called um right but i've seen gameplay of the other classes pretty unique varied abilities like it's it's just cool like it's fun game where it's just like let me just play this game put on a podcast and just like you know enjoy it like nothing take me away yeah nothing nothing like (laughs) too engaging like nothing too too much to think about but it's it's just a fun game and what i think i'd like to do is if i you know now, now i'm level 10 in the game i've gotten you know judging by how many abilities you unlock I think possibly like level 20 would be the cap or something like that. Um, just because I have like five abilities out of seven or eight unlocked. Um, 
but I would like to, you know, if I get a couple of friends on there playing it, um, once I once I get near the end of the game, just jump in with some friends and see how that feels. But I'm digging it. It's cool, man. It's it's a lot cooler than I thought. It it it's just a fun action game to to just play and turn your brain off. Nice. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, another. So actually, so me and Shell both have played uh, this next game. Um, Shell, I don't know how much you played, but I actually beat it. Um, Genesis Noir, I got to um, last week. I know me and Dan talked about it um, the week prior. So I actually I got to finish it. Um, Shell, but I'm not sure how far you got into Genesis Noir. I forget. This is the one uh, of my list of plays is uh, the very least. I played gotcha. okay. kind of like the opening um, and uh, just dabbled for maybe like 20 minutes. You know, like okay. nothing, nothing is substantial. So obviously uh, all I'm seeing right now, I have no real input on it other than game stylish as hell so uh so <laughs> what, what do you think give us your your two cents yeah that's honestly the perfect way to describe it there's uh it's been very like when i think of like games that just the aesthetic alone that have been so like unique and jarring i mean this has to be like like a top five like there's just something about it that just like immediately draws you to it the jazz infused world the black and white like you know, really, really stark, you know, character designs. There's just something about it that definitely draws you into it. Um, and that, to me, I think is is the best part of the game. It's, it's, it's got a really interesting uh, narrative, and it's got this really, really interesting philosophy. And, I, and it's very poetic in the way that it tells its story of the universe and, and how, you know, the Big Bang intersplices with this love triangle... I will say though the one thing that I had the hardest time with, and again, I know Shelb, you're, you're, you know, you're only twenty minutes in, as, yeah. so I don't want to you know give anything away, but I no, do no, feel no, like, okay. I do feel like as the game progresses, I start to lose more and more of what's like happening. I don't know if that makes sense. You're saying like, story wise, like story wise, I feel like, especially as I get to the end. Maybe I'm just not deep enough, but the game is very, very poetic, and there's a lot going on. And I feel like as it progresses towards the end, there's just like so much happening that I sort of feel Check like out. I, yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to say it that way, but I feel like, you know, I was following it up until like a certain point, and then like the last half an hour, I think is the coolest. I was gonna say striking. I think that's my favorite. Like that—that's what made it like one of my favorite games this year was the last like, really? twenty minutes, half hour. Really, I think it's definitely the most jarring and striking part of the game, and it definitely is a different like tempo and a different pace and a different um, through line than what you know the the previous four hours you know of playing that game were. But I don't know. There was just something about it that it just sort of lost me as time was progressing you know because the game there is no clear you know narrative all you'll get is um each time you get to like a new chapter you get like a white screen and it'll talk about the universe and it'll talk about you know you know 4.9 billion years ago oxygen started to sprout and and create you know plants or um whatever but yeah i don't know maybe i just maybe i just my 
maybe it was just my attention at the time. Maybe I was tired when I was playing it, but I feel like as time went on, I just started to to lose that sort of traction and that momentum that I did have, you know, when I first started playing. So I'd be curious, you know, Shelby's thoughts as as you progress, you know, if if you feel the same way or if you feel more the way that Dan felt. I still thoroughly enjoyed my time with it, and I still think it's it was an incredible experience. It's like the most arts. There's like the most art house video game I think I've ever played, um, <laughs> and I definitely, definitely enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I'm curious. You know, I don't want to spoil too much. I, I feel like I would really, once you beat it, Shelby, it would be really, really cool for the three of us to kind of pick this game apart because I have a lot of questions and I don't want to like spoil anything yet because yeah, this game no. is very poetic in the way that it's portrayed, and I have a lot of like different ideas on what could be happening. But I feel like that would be a conversation best well, saved for when uh, once you beat it. The only thing I'll say, I mean, there's definitely a th- through line. There's definitely a narrative, but I think it, it's more of a, it's more meant to be a tone piece than like a explicit narrative. You know, like I talked about uh, the Tree of Life. <laughs> you know, Terrence Malick la- last episode. Like that's yeah. kind of what they're going for, and I think it, it does a really good job of being that. I, I don't. I don't know. Like I know, plot-wise, it may be like, well, like A to B, what do we, you know, get to here? But that's kind of not what they're that interested in overall. So I don't know. Like that just maybe it just didn't bother me in the same way it did for you. But yeah, I, well, I, mean, I found it like you know, I found it just really stunning in the, in the end, like the visuals mixed with like some of the, you know, smaller story beats and 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 things going on with the overall, you know. Yeah, big bang. And that's the thing. I, I love, I love uh, Tree of Life. And I love Terrence Malick, and I, I like the disjointed nature. It reminds me of like Tarkovsky's, like The Mirror, like I, you know, that sort of like disjointed, like you know, one thing happening, then another thing happening. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe it was just where I was at at the time of playing it. Maybe you know, it. it I don't know how to describe it. I just something about it towards the end. It's so <laughs> funny because you said that's your favorite part. But something about it towards the end, like, lost me a little bit. Um, so, so that part, uh, you know, without <laughs> without saying too much, the, you know, the whole game's in black and white, and then there's some color. That didn't, like, that wasn't, like, a cool bit Oh, you. it was cool. It was very it was very Alice in Wonderland, and I was like, oh, man, this is, like, very, very cool. And the music changes. Like, it's a very, I, I was, like, blown away like by I'm that whole LSD. thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought, like, like... Yes, as like a visual. Yeah, like, I don't want to say too much, piece. just to like. Yeah, you know. I don't want to say too much, but um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I was trying to find. I guess I was maybe maybe I was looking too deep. You know, maybe I was I was trying too much to find the the meaning. You know, tr- maybe I I thought that you know, oh maybe they're gonna say you know something about, you know I don't know about the the universe and you know purpose or or whatever. And I think it was. I think there were certain things that I did mm-hmm. like. Um, you know, again, I don't want to give away too much. This is why I feel like it would be best to save this for once. Shell beats it, but there's a character that you meet, you know, who, who's completely different and jarring from any character that, you know, you uh, come across in the game. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, I left it with, with, um, with enjoyment, but also, I don't know. I, I wish I understood it. A little bit better because I think I wanted to understand it so bad, and maybe maybe at the end of the day, you know, it's not something that you know you have to understand. You just kind of accept what is, and maybe that's the point. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Much to think <laughs> about. 
You hitting revelations in the middle of the day? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you how I feel. Now I definitely got to finish it. Obviously, so I'm, uh, I got to jump back into yeah, that. Yeah, now, now the pressure's on. You want my 20-minute my pitch? Yes. My 20-minute game pitch is that <laughs> I, immediately I jump in and it, like putting it down. I was like, wow, I felt like Sin City if Wes Anderson made it. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you know, like because you get the initial uh, – like detective thing right away you you bang on the door you jump in and you're like oh my god she got shot she, stuff slows down you see the the killer and then uh and then it jumps into the next scene and that's that's kind of where i'm at at the moment right planting black and white seeds right uh so so mm. i'm stuck in the uh the james and the giant peach patch at the moment <laughs> and uh we'll see what happens i don't know right. so uh so it definitely jumps around i i enjoyed the 20 minutes of of trying to solve eh, not really puzzles but the, of trying to kind of do the point and click thing and, mm-hmm. and see what's where it's going so so now i'm i gotta jump back into the to that before before next time so nice dan yeah. how, how long did it take you do you have any idea uh i want to say it was like uh four to five hours yeah. i think maybe? Right. that's what i was thinking you know, i just a... didn't know i didn't know if i was off base with that yeah, yeah. You know, again, I, I, I'm not knocking on it. it. It, it is a very abstract game, and it is, it is going uh, for that. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, again, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I guess I just have a lot of questions, and I feel like I'd like to really discuss, you know, some certain like points and, and certain things, and yeah. you know, and what and what they could, you know, symbolize. But then again, maybe that's just my analytical brain trying to find meaning, you know, and you know, if you you mentioned Tree of Life, and I feel like I could talk about that movie for hours. And oh, what does it mean? But maybe at the end of the day, it doesn't have to mean anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know, maybe that's the point of the universe. Could be. Maybe it doesn't mean anything, and we just have to accept nothingness. <laughs> Very. All right, guys, I need to go to bed. <laughs> I want to go to bed. I want to go to bed now. That's funny. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> um, all right, so that's uh, Genesis Noir. We'll we'll definitely talk about that again next time, Michelle. Especially <laughs> if you complete it. I feel like there's a lot. I want to say about it, <laughs> right, um, right? But uh, Shelb, you got into Aaliyah as well. You've been playing that game. That was a, that was one of my favorites from earlier this year. I did, I did. I'm playing Aaliyah. I, uh, mm-hmm. I I'm probably about two hours in. Okay, nice. Um, what do you think? I I don't know how long the game is, but uh, I'm probably about two hours in. I've unlocked a couple islands and done some things. Got to say, there's there's nothing really blowing me away about it mm-hmm. right now. Um, I'm definitely pretty mixed. Or whether or not I'm I'm really enjoying it, mm. uh, it's definitely cool. I like some of the stuff they're going with. I'm a I'm a big fan of the whole spear uh, mechanic mm. and what you can do with that. But outside of that, it's I I don't I don't know. I kind of jumped into it, and for the first hour, I was like, I don't really know what's going on as far as how I'm supposed to play this game. Like, am I supposed to go crazy exploring? I feel like every enemy I come across is it's a little weird like you just start fighting with the enemies out of nowhere and then all of a sudden my guy was doing different things like an enemy jumped on my face and then all of a sudden i'm doing like flips and and throwing them and (laughs) and and none of it was really explained at first which Mm -hmm. isn't a bad thing like it doesn't need to be explained but at the same time like i wasn't really taking any damage there were health kits everywhere and i'm like am i what's going on why i'm I don't need any of these. Do I come back to these islands maybe later on? Mm-hmm. I, I beat one of the bosses and I was like, I don't know. It's kind of just like maybe maybe it definitely has a different feel towards the end. I did meet Olea 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that whole thing going on, I what, one thing I do like is the fact that you can go and like save um, your crewmates and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole prodigy thing going on like that. I definitely can't wait to explore more into. Um, but as far as like the gameplay itself, other than the spear aspect, I'm kind of just I'm very like, Meh, yeah, this is this is cool. You know, like uh, kind of the same way I felt with Cyber Shadow. Uh, which I've since dropped mm-hmm. as like it's it's fun to play. It feels good, but uh, nothing nothing jumping out at me like oh my god. Right. Um. At least not yet. You know. Yeah. But like I said, I an hour and a half, two hours in, I'm not that far. I. You know what it is? I don't think like you get new mechanics a little bit, but nothing much changes as far as the gameplay. For me, it was just the the story and the cinematics and the music. You know what I mean? Like that's what I was mm-hmm. really digging about that game. Like. It wasn't necessarily like, oh man, this is the like most fun two D action game I've ever played. Yeah. You know, it's more about like those really cool pixelated cutscenes, and then the way that they did like hard cuts to black, and like it was very stylish. Like that's what yeah. I love about that game, and and they do some cool stuff moving on. Yeah, I love the story, the way that it wraps up. But you know, as far as the gameplay, the spear is really cool, and that's kind of. You know, yeah right that's kind of like yeah. i got the sword and everything and i was like okay it was weird because at first you 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 start the game and you see the power bar under your health bar build yeah. up but you can't do anything with it do so with i was it. like why do i have this yeah. i can't do anything with this um and then obviously you learn and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i've unlocked like three hats mm-hmm. uh so so that's cool like i i like that that option of of kind of figuring out what you want to do with these and collecting necklaces like we're in uh zelda wind waker yep and uh <laughs> so uh, but i am enjoying the story that that that's the one thing that i'm lo- like every time i go to pick it back up uh, that's the one thing i'm looking forward to learning more about because i like i like what's going on so far yeah and uh so yeah i'll definitely continue to play through that one yeah it's not and, long uh, no. dan about the same right like four or five hours yeah, it, it's super quick, I, and I, you know, I, I see what you're saying too, Shelb. I, I think I, I, I agree with Dan though on, the, on that camp. I feel like there's something about the tone and like just the way that's pixelated. It, it creates this like very, for me, the reason that made me keep coming back to that game was like the way that the tone is, and like even just like the pixelated art, like it creates like a very eerie, like scary, like environment. But that's like very intriguing. That I kind of just was like, oh, I gotta explore. Like I want to kind of know what's what's going on it's like that mystery that like kept me from coming back but mm-hmm. I, I do agree the two you know the 2d you know action gameplay it's not like it's like you know the best ever you know right. but um yeah. for, for me that was like the pitch it was just like oh man like it's like a very intrigued like i wanted to know what happened next like it, it, it was like a very mysterious world and that's what i thought was so cool about it yeah no that i definitely like like that i'm i'm totally hooked on that uh, for sure. So, like I said, I'm I'm still I'm gonna pick it up as much as I can, keep playing through it because I'm enjoying it. Yeah, definitely. I would recommend Thanks, finishing it. I think the ending's cool. Yeah. I think a lot of the stuff they do at the end is neat. Um, and, and it's not it super like long. I, yeah, and it, I figured it wasn't too long. And I I was like looking at it, and um, I think it was actually like on sale or something. That's what jumped out, and I was like, oh, Aaliyah, I forgot about that. I was like, <laughs> let me pick this up because I th- like Nintendo did the indie showcase thing and put all the games on there. So I picked up because I'm playing on Switch. And uh, so I picked it up, and I'm looking through those, and then I see that on sale, and I was like, I forgot about this game. I was like, let me let me uh, let me get this and play through. So I was actually on like a short road trip recently, so I just picked it up and started playing through the oh, road. Cool, trip. Yeah. nice man, good stuff. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. Um, uh, ne- yeah. 
Yeah, and Chubb, you've been playing Oddworld Soulstorm? Dan, you just played that last week, correct? Yes. What's yeah. your thoughts on it, Chubb? Do you like Oddworld, so, the series? So or I've never played an Oddworld game before. Like, I know all the games. Um, I just never played them on the original system. They, The original games, to me, looked like, I was like, I am not going to enjoy this. I don't want to play this. Uh, so I never did. And then I know they kind of switched it up with Stranger's Wrath. I got to tell you, though, I started playing this just out of curiosity, and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I really like it. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> there are some points I get to where it's like, this game is not easy. Like, it's very tough in areas. Um, but that's the point. It's like, it's 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 almost comical to die in, in so many different ways in an area when you're trying to... Because what I like about it is the puzzle aspect stuff. So you mm-hmm. get to kind of a screen, and it's like, all right, you got to get to the other side these enemies are in your way you're basically almost a one-shot kill you know for the most part like if uh some of some of the enemies in the earlier levels have like machine guns and it's like they hit you with like two three bullets you're dead um so you really got to figure out uh your way of sneaking through or because you can play passively or you can play aggressively and uh or aggro i think they call it it's like aggro or passive and you can try and sneak by everybody without killing them, or you have this mind control component that you can like take over an enemy and then just go shoot the rest of his friends and mm-hmm. stuff. And that's kind of the way I've been playing because I got super frustrated with trying to sneak around, and I suck at doing that. So I've just been taking taking over mind control stuff and doing it, having as much fun as possible. But um, it's definitely like it has its flaws, and I kind of looked into it because I wanted to know more about it. This, so this is actually just a reimagined from the ground up version of Abe's Exodus, yeah. is what this game is. Yep. Um, and I didn't know that. I thought it was just a completely brand new. Well, they entry definitely into the series. are changing it a lot. It's just, it's just like, oh, a, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What's cool though is that I kind of looked back on it. Like they released uh, a reimagined version of the first one, Abe's Odyssey, mm-hmm. which was the new and tasty. Like yeah. I guess a couple that was like ago, around so. PS4 launch. Yeah, so this is like the sequel to to the original one as well, just built up, reimagined with the PS5 launch, you know? Mm. Um, so what they kind of take out of it is the side-scrolling, like the screen. Every time you entered a new screen, it would go to a new screen, mm-hmm. uh, whereas this one just kind of moved slowly. Um, it's one of those things where I'm just picking up and playing kind of at a slow pace because there's so many checkpoints in the game because it does have those really difficult areas. So you don't have to play for like a whole section and uh, before you can save again. So I'm just picking it up in pieces. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. I don't know if I'm going to play the whole thing because it's probably a pretty long game. Mm. But um, but I think I, I listened to the podcast last time and Dan, you said spot on like, what did they do? Spend all of their money on cinematics? It's like insane. it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Because they look great, the the voices are kind of silly, but it it, it looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, um, but I know. yeah, it, man, it's I like think ratchet it, and clank levels of like just beautiful. Yeah, it's, all, it's crazy. Um, it's literally, you know what it is though. I I was looking into the studio a little bit, and they they're like a film studio. They love making films. There, um, there are like so th- forty yeah. game studios making this one game. It's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> so if you bizarre. look up like the cre- so like bizarre. the development studios, it's absurd. But yeah, so con- uh, this is not a game I would have played um, if it wasn't a PlayStation Plus game. I'll, I'll definitely throw that out there. Right. And um, uh, like I said, I'm enjoying it. I don't know if I'm going to finish it, but cool for now. Cool for the first couple hours. 
Not bad. I know the thing. I, the thing I always, the thing I did like about it, and it's the same thing I liked about all the other <laughs> games is is the mind control stuff. Like it's cool. It's a cool thing. Yeah. It's always fun. But other than that, for me, I just I, I couldn't dig it. But yeah. But if you if you could keep playing more and you start liking it more, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm interested to see if I continue to like it because I I don't know how much I'm not big into like. I've only done it like two or three times where you actually have the other character, like the characters you have to save on yeah. the screen. Yeah. So you're doing that stuff. Like that's never been my favorite kind of thing that they do in games. Right. So the first couple were easy. If it gets like super difficult throughout the game, I'm probably going to get frustrated and, and not want to do it. Right. Cause that's <laughs> dumb. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the escort mission guy. Right. Um, outside of like it being a puzzle aspect thing um, i'll be cool with that but we'll see what happens i don't know all right so that's odd world soul storm all right next dan i'm curious have you beaten it takes two i have not beaten it yet and there's a oh. reason so we've been playing it first of all the game is long I don't know how long yeah. it is, but we've been playing for like maybe eight-ish hours, 10 hours, something like that, and we're still cooking. Um, the reason that I that I started slowing down on it, I am loving it, absolutely loving it, but it is becoming more of a puzzle-y type of thing, and my wife is really not into puzzle-type games. Like when it was like a platformy, jump around, you know, press a button at the same time, grind these rails... She was loving it, and then as it started becoming like logic puzzles, she's getting frustrated. So, gotcha. So what you're saying is you should have married me instead. Is what you're you know, saying. I was thinking that, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Dan, uh, I wish we can like figure out a time to play now because I, I am so dying to do this, and you know I will love those puzzles. I know, I know. Me and Shelby. So it has it has the thing where multiple people can like anyone on your friends list can play it with you for free. They don't have to buy the game. Like it's you, they could just play it with you. Um, and so me and Shelby, I had Shelby download it and like get ready. And then we just uh, have not been able to sync up. Um, I thought I was going to have so much time over the break and I just, <laughs> I, I wound up having more getting swamped with more shit. <laughs> That's um, how it always goes. And I don't want to like uh, start now. Cause then you have to play the whole freaking game again. You know, so it's we may, we may have to do it Shelby, Cause I think Diana's <laughs> tapped out on this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, God, I love it so much. It is so good. It is it is just so smart. Like the puzzles that they do, I'm loving, loving, loving it. Like I really they constantly are shifting like what kind of game it is and it, it's it's just fun all the time. I love it. I think it's so good. I think the tone is like it's really going to come down to how they end this game because it can uh -huh. really like sour me on it as far as story-wise, or it could really have a cool turn because I like the weird tonal shifts of like super comedic and silly, cartoony, and then all of a sudden like super serious and then like dark and then like like they do, they're doing a good job with it right now. But the overall thing, I'm like, I don't know. Uh, you know, <laughs> like it's it all comes down to how it ends and if if they end up doing the thing where hey we're back together and happy and it's, we're a happy family that's going to suck 
Yeah, hopefully not. Yeah, I could hope not. But <laughs> as I'm as I'm saying this, Diana must have heard me, and she texts me. She goes, "I'm not tap- tapped out. We're finishing it. I want to know the ending, even if I get frustrated." <laughs> um, so so, Michelle, I'm ditching you. Came and went. That I really, really <laughs> would love to play it with you and and have you experience it as well. Um, so let's see. I mean, I, like I said, I've enjoyed it so much. I'd be I'd be happy to play it again. All right. Yeah. Definitely. We'll try and figure it out. We'll make it happen. Um, so yeah, I'm digging it. All it's, right. It's a cool Good game. Stuff. So that's it. Takes two. We'll, we'll check. We'll check it out again in, uh, next time. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> and Shelb, I see you've been playing some more dreams. I know the other day you sent a uh, sent like a link to like some dreams levels. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I'm curious. Did oh, you so make, did you make a dreams level? <laughs> no, so that so that video in particular is actually really cool. I don't know if anybody's listening to this, they probably know about the kind of funny games podcast and everything they do. And um, so what happened is one of the guys on the podcast, uh, blessing. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Adioye. Uh, Adioye. All mm-hmm. right. So there you go. Um, he he kind of has been working with Media Molecule um on some stuff like i think they invited them to to work on the the mp awards that they did and like do some of the announcements and then one of the like creators in dreams um this team called uh detective pig developers or something i'm I'm messing that up it's like pig detective uh Mm -hmm. developers um and they have a game called pig detective which is very popular in there but they created a whole like five minute video for blessing in dream so watch the video it's him in the beginning and then it like switches and it's him in dreams um making a youtube video so it's it's very very cool what they did to kind of link up and and do that together um and the whole video like i said made in dreams of blessing announcing like some really cool games in dreams right now yeah it's really Uh, neat yeah it's it's pretty neat, and he brings up a very, very cool point, which I think is Dreams it definitely, I feel, fell a little flat in the in the beginning because all they really had, they had Art Stream. It was the Media Molecule um, which is amazing. game, like in-game thing, which is amazing, like a nice three-hour experience. However, this is a game that's going to thrive off people playing it. You know, like uh-huh. you have to have people playing it and developing inside of the game for it to thrive. Now that we're kind of a year, we're more than a year out from release, there are some amazing games in Dreams. Um, a lot of notable stuff. And I know I've spoken about Lock, uh, which is one of my favorite games on there. And uh, and there's a few others that are that are really climbing through the ranks that definitely deserve some looks. And and that's it. That's why I kind of jump back in every now and then when I can to to play a few things. Some of the stuff that Media Molecule kind of has is like a this is what we're playing right now. The MM picks, and it's it's totally worth it. And I think Dreams is going to continue to be awesome. Um, personally, I only played one of the things called Hawk's Quest, and uh, and it was pretty cool. You know, like you you jump in, you're this. It's a 3D kind of like battle platformer where you jump in and go right to the you the ha- it's cool because you jump in you have this start screen where it's like start or go to training you know like and like a normal game would have mm-hmm. um and you go to training first you learn how to shoot arrows use magic block with a shield use a sword 
Then you jump into the game, and what it is is you jump into a battle arena, and you have to survive. It's basically just survive in this arena. And it's pretty intuitive. It has a lock-on system. You have like a triple swing with the sword. You have a heavy attack, a light attack. You have the blocking with the shield. Uh, like I said, you have arrows, a bow and arrow. You have magic spells. You get to choose which your magic, what your magic spell is when you jump into the arena. Mm. And then the longer you survive, there are these chests around the arena. So if you survive... Um, I think it's actually based off a point system. So like the more guys you kill, the more points you get and a chest will unlock. And there's like 10 chests around the arena. So it's like, it's kind of a survival thing, but at the same time, you're, you're unlocking these chests while you go. So it's, there's never really a stop. Like there's no, there's waves, but at the same time, it never really ends. You kind of just have to go to that chest. Once you unlock a certain amount of points, it's pretty cool. And it controls really well for, for a dreams game, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's interesting and that's what i mean it's like there's so many different iterations of creativity that people are creating in there so so i'm I've, i was happy to jump back in there and every time i do i freaking i'll play like one or two games and i'm like damn i want to make something man i want to make a game <laughs> and it's so freaking hard but uh so every time I play, like I said, I play like a game or two, and then I dabble in creator mode, get super frustrated, and go play something else. <laughs> just play something. That's a good cycle. That's how it goes. That's that's how it. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I, if we had the time, I wish like we just the three of us slowly just make something. One, that's what I mean, one at a time. You know, like jump in when you can for an hour, do a little creating, throw something in there. We can all have this shared space, and we should make something. That's you. not a, actually Let's Shelby, throw that's, some ideas Shelby, around, guys. That's actually not a bad idea. I would actually be. Very yeah, it's not a bad idea to you try and mess around with the logic in that game. <laughs> yeah, it's like unbelievable. I'll be it's the logic true. man if someone can be the artist. <laughs> you know what's cool though? I'm telling you, the, the same thing they did with Little Big Planet is you can you, you release things and you're like, okay, here's here's my thing. Go make a game with this character or this design. Like you can literally not steal because it's it's open people want you to do that and all you got to do is give them credit for what they made so yeah. there are people that i follow on a dreams community that just he's like one guy will make super realistic looking weapons and shields and stuff and he's like guys throw these in your games this is all i do i don't know how to make a game but right. i'm making scenery that's, or yada yada that's and the dream of dreams man that's it man that's this is the ultimate creators tool and i i am so excited to keep playing and i'm telling you let's let's link up guys <laughs> maybe we have to do that all right that'd be cool i think i'm I gonna like download it, it. And honestly i'm about to download it because i've been wanting to play lock for so long and i feel like i am I'm, I'm just jonesing for a good puzzle right I, now i wish it wasn't like like kind of almost like i remember every puzzle in it so right. it's like I got to wait a few years and then jump back <laughs> into it because I'm not even kidding. I have the notebook with like fucking 12 pages worth of notes in it uh, from playing that see, game sitting in front of I me. I want one of those right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing this game. It's awesome. You're going to love it, man. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So that's Dreams. I'm glad that we keep uh, checking back into Dreams. Like that's me really too. cool. Like I'm glad that, mm. that that's good stuff. And uh, I think we should all get on to a, uh, a circle back game. Maybe... I don't know. Maybe we could make a, a game about, you know, three great friends who sit around talking about video games. <laughs> um, Sounds oh. good. Figure out the plot. <laughs> uh, last but not least is a game that I've been playing. Um, it was actually just announced in Nintendo Indie World Showcase, which we will get to in our news beats. But I picked up The Longing. I 
I don't know if you guys saw a trailer for it. Uh, the the pitch of it is is you play as this little like shade who lives in this underground castle with a king. The king is extremely like tired. He lost all of his powers, and he needs to go to sleep for four hundred days. And you are tasked with waiting around in the cave for four hundred days until you wake him up. You're his servant. This game, You're his servant. just to preface it, this game came out last March on on Steam. Um, oh, okay. Just so you know, it's, gotcha. it's so, yeah, it's new to Switch. Um, it's new to Switch, yeah. but it was it was a game from last March. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, have you? Did you play it? There, I never Shelby? played it. I, I watched some video of it, and I was very intrigued by it. But it, it plays out in four hundred real time days. Right. So, like, I've already marked in my calendar when four hundred days like will be up right. because yeah, it it is four hundred real days. And now, is it weird. only when you play it though, or no. is it going while you're not playing? It's going while you're not playing. Yeah, it has a it has a calendar basically. That's like that. So, what was that trophy for? Like the Stanley Parable yeah, or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, don't yeah. Play five years that's so cool. like yeah so you know what it's like <laughs> i don't know how to describe this it's the game is objectively boring because you know you just walk around the caves you can collect like minerals to like make you know paintings to spruce up your room you find like a library you can like read actual books yeah like you can like moby dick is like the first book that you can actually read and it's all 2,400 something pages of Moby <laughs> Dick that you can read. And there isn't much to do. And it's very slow. Like your character very slow. moves so slow. And like, it's just but, like, yeah, it's it's meant for you to just like dip in and experience the time. It's very good thematically. I've, I've always appreciated this game. Well, that's what I mean when it comes to like, so this is the thing. And this is what has made me like actually enjoy this game, it's not like a fun game to play, but I'm strangely invested in my character. His name is The Shade, and I'm strangely invested in like checking in on him every day just to like make sure like he's okay. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it. He's all by himself and he's lonely and it it does a really good job, you know, really making you contemplate loneliness and isolation and I don't know, man. It's it's weird because Again, the game is objectively boring. There's not much to do, but yet it makes you somehow I care about this little shade and the choices that he needs to make to either pass the time. I got up to a weird part where I could probably end the game by like killing myself. <laughs> like I, that's like an option. Jeez. And then like there's another option that you can go to the surface. And if you go to the surface that goes against the king's wishes. But maybe that's the right thing to do for your own self. Like, I, I don't know. So it's it's interesting that in a game where there's really not much to do, it kind of has all these sort of questions, like you know, circling in your head. So I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely, you know, it's one of those games. Like it reminds me of Animal Crossing in a way. We're like, okay, I'm gonna check in for a little bit, mm-hmm. see how things are going, you know, and then you know, two weeks later, I'll check in again. Um, but it's interesting. Thematically, it's really, really strong. And yeah. there's something about the uh, the aesthetic and the music. Yeah. It's very, very, very striking. Music and so the art. I, I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, really interested. And I'm really intrigued 
um, in it. it. You know, the way we talked about like Genesis Noir, like it is like art house mm. for video games. You know, it's so like both Genesis Noir and The Longing. It's like if someone who was into video games asked me to recommend a video game, I'm not sure I would recommend like either. <laughs> right. But like if someone wanted like a super meta, like brainy sort of experience that could help them contemplate something i'd say oh yeah like you should probably check this out this is a very interesting thing this is like a very interesting you know uh way that to go about uh, a video game so i'll keep you posted yeah and um, i've always been intrigued by this game and that's probably the best way to describe it dan it's not like i love this game but it is intriguing to me, yeah. and I I do care about my little shade that I want to you know I want to check on him every now and then just make sure that you know he's doing okay he's all by himself. So <laughs> well, I think the interesting thing is Dan, you said this came out last March, right? It's been four hundred days. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, has it been four hundred? Yeah, earlier this month. Oh, okay. I believe because that would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, so people what, have gotten to the time end. in March. You know, like has yeah. anybody actually seen the ending? And I wonder what happens if you like miss it. And the king just like goes, oh, you missed it by a day. And he wakes up and decapitates you or some shit. That's what I mean. There's some weird, like, there's actually, again, I don't know because I haven't done it. But there's like an ability to like awaken the king like early. I, I think I, I like there's like a button that you can hit. Like I, I haven't tried it, but I wonder what happens. Like what if happens if you wake him before the 400 yeah. days? Like, will he like, you're right. Well, will then he go- Jennifer Lawrence wakes up, realizes what you did, and gets really mad at you. <laughs> I do think uh, it's so. I do think it's so cool because it really like. There's just so much like, because it makes you think like, all right, if I really can wake up this king, should I do it? And then you wait like a month. Like maybe I should do it now, and you like think like thematically. I just love that. It's such a cool yeah. Thing. There's question or again yeah. Or do I like jump down this pit yeah. and kill myself? Or hey, do I go to the surface? Maybe like what I happens? Should... I don't know. What but, happens if I? But go what to if the it resets me? Like that makes you feel like an actual life, you know? That's what right. I mean. And, and like I oddly care about the shade. Like I oddly want him to be able to like start a fire. Because what if he's cold? Like oh gosh, you know? Like I don't know. It's 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 well done. It's very simple, but like it is. It's very there's something about it that like keeps drawing me to like, mm. you know, and it, it's really one of those games that you only play for like five minutes at a time because it's it's there's it's not, not much, much to do. To do but yeah. right. but it's like you I read need to just I just need to like <laughs> check on him. I now know, we know weird. how uh, now we know how Red Skull feels over on Vormir. <laughs> exactly. Chilling, doing fucking nothing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's it. That's what we've been playing, unless there's something else that you guys wanted to add. No, it's quite a few games. Yeah, we did a lot. So I figure, I guess, a good segue, since I just talked about the longing, let's go into the Nintendo Indie World Showcase um, that uh, that aired on April 14th. So the longing is one of the games that was mentioned. And there was a whole list of games um, that were mentioned on the Nintendo um, Indie World Showcase. So let me get my, my little... Uh, handy dandy notebook my little handy dandy notebook <laughs> so the first game that that i want to talk about is road 96 um by digi digix art um and that was a cool game if you if you guys saw it it was sort of yeah. like a create your own adventure like road trip sort of thing it seemed like there was like thousands of like paths to take and you kind of create your own adventure the people that you meet the relationships that you you, you know you come across and and just the paths that you take 
Um, I thought it was very, very cool and very, very interesting and jarring, um, a game of this of this genre. Yeah, it it looks really neat. It's like a it's like a Life is Strange, but it's a randomized, you know, roguelike where you're kind of like choosing. You're going on short trips and choosing, making different choices and getting different, completely different road trips. It looks it looks really neat. Yeah, so I'm interested. I don't think there was a date that they announced. We just know that it's coming out. Um, Digix Art. I don't know if, what other games that they've done, but I think later this year it should be coming out. So it's definitely one to keep our eyes out for. Um, Oxen Free 2 is coming out, Lost Signals. I know that is one of the most acclaimed um, narrative games that I haven't gotten to yet. It's very but, good. Um, I love that game. So yes, yeah, so we got a second one it's, coming out. It's, um, yeah, the thing about Oxenfree is it has it. It's got a really great balance of you know teen drama with a really intriguing sci-fi story. Like mm-hmm. it's it's one of the coolest sci-fi horror aesthetics in a video game. Like I just I really love the style, and it's got this yeah. you know. It, it it feels like I don't know what year it came out and what year Stranger Things came I out. I want to say it was like but, 2016, I think. Yeah. was Oxen Three. If I remember. I just correctly. couldn't remember if if Stranger Things had come out before or after, um, but I remember watching it and being like, "Man, like <laughs> Oxen Free did this." Like I I think I played Oxen Free before I watched Stranger Things. And being like, man, you know what? Oxenfree is way better than Stranger Things. <laughs> like, it's that <laughs> same sort of, like, synthy soundtrack, a lot of neon colors, you know, teen drama. It's it's really a great game. Yeah. So, that's cool. So, we got a nice surprise. And that's a surprise sequel, right? We didn't know this game was going to be coming out. Nobody knew. All right. So, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, next one, we got Ali Ali World. Like an open world skateboarding Ollie game. Ollie that Ollie. Really an cool. Ollie Ollie sequel and an Oxen Free sequel. Coincidence? I think not. Ollie Ollie <laughs> Oxen Free. Wait a second. How I <laughs> Come on, Dan. Uh, Daniel. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, Winter. Winter comes out. I love those games. I play them on Vita. Such awesome, fun, arcadey, like side-scrolling take on Tony Hawk. Like awesome, awesome skateboarding games. And now they completely revamped the art style. They're doing like character work and side quests. And it's like this open world adventure. I think it's going to be so cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. It looks really cool and very visually pleasing to the eye as well. Yeah, it looks great. Um, I'm also very, very excited. We got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge from Tribute Games. It looks like a complete sequel to Turtles in Time, which is one of my favorite games uh, for the Super Nintendo. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah, it looks I awesome. Tell you. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this game. The, right? How good? <laughs> so excited. The character I'm just, abilities. I, that's what got me psyched. Yeah. Yeah, it looks so good. Yeah, because they, they kind of showcase that in this one more so than they have in the uh, the mm-hmm. previous one where they, mm-hmm. they pulled each character aside. I really just hope it's not my nostalgia playing tricks on me, you know? That's that's what I'm hoping for. No, um, I don't think it is. Then, I don't you know, think it is. I hope not. I have I a good not, feeling about I, this. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah, super excited. Listen, Turtles in Time is one of my favorite. Like, I, I'm with you, though, Shab. That's such a nostalgia trip for me. But I don't know. This, this just looks so cool. It just looks so awesome. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm not sure if there's a release. I think again, it was just later this year. I don't think there's not any any uh, cohesive date. I should be very, very I should exciting. be helping you out here, and I'm not. I don't. No, no, no. I, yeah, I've kind of been like browsing through the video as we're going, and I I think you're right. I don't remember them being. It just said available later this year during the showcase. Right. Right. Um. So we already talked about the longing, Annapurna. With hindsight and last stop, Annapurna, you know, probably the last five years, I mean, literally every game that's been in our top 10 is probably from, the, you know, <laughs> Annapurna, published by Annapurna. There's quite so, a few of them, yeah. Yeah, so. Dan, did, hey, I'm sorry to, to cut you off. Did you, like, go underwater or something? You got super quiet. Me? Yeah. Maybe you Can just, you hear me? Yeah. It, you <laughs> sounded a little, like, uh, distant. Um, oh, I think it was just my emotions. There you go. This is much better. Yeah, it it's just one of those. Been... He entered one of the horrible underwater Mario levels. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I talked about Annapurna, so I was dealing with some deep emotional stuff. So I just, yeah, I was a little distant there. He's just behind okay. a tissue at the moment. Yeah. yeah sorry about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, these two Annapurna games both looked really interesting. Yeah. Um, that's about it. I mean, oh. I want to talk about there is no game wrong dimension. I know Dan, you were excited by that. Yeah, come on, Dan. Call me a pixel. It's like a comedy adventure filled with riddles and puzzles. I have heard nothing but amazing things about this game. It came out last year. I never got a chance to play it, and I've been upset about it ever since. It's on my short list. What? Yeah. Uh, I didn't hear what you said, but they released it for the Switch. I think. Uh, day of right yes it's on the switch now uh it was only on pc prior um this is a game that is the whole pitch of it is you're on this like screen and it's this like narrator being like this is not a game there is no game and you like click around and like solve puzzles and then like jokes you know like come out and you're just like it's constantly shifting like what kind of game it is like in the beginning it's like you're clicking through a desktop and then you end up playing like a top-down zelda type game you end up playing like a lucas arts point and click adventure game like i hear such amazing things about this game uh i'm stoked to play it and and i'm gonna read up and see if the switch version is is where it's at and then i may pick this one up yeah um, there was one s- game. Did you guys? Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you have another one? No, no, no. Go for it, Trevor. I was going to say I wasn't sure if there's any other ones that stuck out to you. The only other one that stuck out to me was Skull, the Hero Slayer. Yeah, that's what I was just about to talk okay. about. Yeah. yeah. So, so I've been looking at Skull. I actually have it on my list of like stuff to play because it was PC only um, when it came out in January, and I was like, oh man, I wish I could like. To me, I was like, I'm not going to get it on Steam because this feels like a we'll go to Game Pass at some point later this year sort of game. So now that they threw it in here, I was like, oh, sweet. You know, I can't wait to play this because I think this is like a what they say, like summer or something. Um, Yeah, I didn't see it when it was. Let's look. And uh, it looks so so good. It looks so good, man. I'm so excited for it. So the fact that it's going to switch now is like, yes, can't wait. I still feel like it's going to go to Game Pass at some yeah. point, but I'm going to play it on Switch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just has yeah. that vibe. Summer, summer. You're right, Chubb. Summer. But, All right. Yeah. So, well, yeah. It's it's got big time Hollow Knight vibes in a lot of ways. That's what um, I thought. The main character looks just like. Uh, our yeah. Friend. Yeah, and um, 
the thing the thing that I really dug is they said there were like over sixty five different skulls which change your abilities. Like it's it just seems like such a neat game. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. It's Let's so go. here's the interesting thing. So watch the trailer again and slow it down a little bit because I swear there's like uh, there's a part in the game where you're using the skull and then he turns into a jester and then he legit, I, I swear, turns into Kratos. <laughs> I promise you he's got a red stripe <laughs> and everything. And then he turns into the character from like Transistor. Really? Um, or, or, or Dead Cells. I'm telling you, these are like skin skulls. That's Look at, like, watch the trailer slowly. All right. And, uh, I'm going to have to check this out. So I'm, I'm telling you, man, I think it's going to be super interesting to to play around with a lot of these, um, with a, with this game in general. Because not only does it look like a super fun uh, platformer, it just looks, the combat looks incredibly fun. A lot going on. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. I'm excited for this Good game. It's, it's, it's made in South Korea. Uh, and you don't see a lot of games out there, so this is pretty neat. Yeah, yeah definitely. That about me. Those were the games that I was most interested in. I don't know if you guys had any other ones that you wanted to touch on. No, I think you nailed them. Yeah, I think that was uh, the Nintendo Indie World Showcase. Always exciting to uh, to send some love to the indie developers of the world. Um, we have some other announcements of games coming out. So EXOK Games, um, the Celeste team, announced Earthblade. So if you guys saw the little teaser. Uh, for that, it looks like a beautiful 2D action game. Um, I just got, I just because of the trailer, I just got little like Zelda vibes. I don't, I don't know why. Just Big anything time. that's like green and foresty just makes me think of Zelda. <laughs> but that, you know how that, we feel about that song by Lena Rain that was in that little teaser thing is super cool too. Yeah, reminds me so much of like, uh, like really cool JRPG music. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. And listen, we know how much we love uh, we love Celeste, so very excited for their next. Uh... Though it wasn't, wait a second. Matt makes games. Yep. Does he? They rebranded to EXOK because Matt Thorson is not the only person on the team, and he felt it was weird gotcha, to gotcha, gotcha, have gotcha, a gotcha, studio gotcha. named after. Thank you for clearing that up. No problem. I'm very excited to see what they do next. Dan, I'm going to crank your volume a little bit if this is where you're going to be at, just just to let you know. So continue what you're doing. All right, crank me up. All Make right. me loud. Um, all right, next, Resident Evil 4 VR. Announced for the Oculus Quest 2. So there wasn't there, there was talk about making a Resident Evil 4 uh, remaster or a remake. Um, but now, I don't know if they're still working on that, but now we have a first person. I think they are. Resident Evil 4 for the VR. Yeah. So this is a complete remake of the game from the ground up in first person. And it's only on an Oculus Quest 2. So, is that the one that you have, Dan? It sure is. All right. <laughs> now, I don't know. Do we have a release date for it? No. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I'll double check while we continue talking about it. Yeah, very excited. I wonder, so is this what they were talking about with the remake? Like, I'm curious. Are they still no. going to have a console? No, it's the same It's the same team. This is the one? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. It's not It's not the one. The, the, the one that I'm talking about is the the same team that did Resident Evil 2 uh, r- rumored to be report to making a brand new you know Resident Evil 4 remake in the same vein of Resident Evil 2 that is not this. gotcha 
So, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. It's own thing. Um, but yeah, it's uh, no release date. They said they'll have more info um, in a couple of days. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, last week we talked about Sony uh, getting rid of the PlayStation 3 and Vita store. Because of such a backlash, they are not going to close the PS3 store or the Vita store, but they will still close the PSP store. Um, so it's good. People are making their voices heard. And, uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's pretty cool for, you know, we were talking about, you know, buy those games, you know, like Metal Gear Solid 4 and stuff. Looks like there's still still chances um, to do that. Thank God. Because this is the right thing to do for consumers. This is not like that. That was such a dumb move and such a upsetting move for everyone that's now buying everything digitally to be like, well, one day you're not going to be able to get anything. So they did the right thing. Especially Sony who doesn't. Yeah, they don't they don't have any forward compatibility or anything like that. So, you know, those games are gone, you know, and it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, yeah, not only that, it's it's it's. Uh, I think there were a few developers that they didn't even tell. Yeah, that were like that in the were middle developing of making games. games and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, so so that's that. Um, last but not least, let's talk about the Jason Schreier article. So for those of you that don't know, Jason Schreier, he's a very famous uh, journalist in the in the video game community. He was with Kotaku for for a very very long time. Um, he did a piece for Bloomberg, uh, talking about he works Sony. for Bloomberg now. Yeah. He works for Bloomberg. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and he did a he did a piece on Sony, uh, specifically about the Days Gone uh, team. Um, so you guys can help me fill in the blanks. The real gist of the article was Sony seems to only focus on big money making games and not caring much about the the smaller games. So Days Gone, the team behind that game, the game you know people liked it, but it wasn't very critically acclaimed it wasn't you know it wasn't as big as the last of us or or god Mm -hmm. of war um but they pitched days uh gone too didn't get the funding and that team was sent to naughty dog to work one to work on the last of us game and one to work on uncharted um so there's a big sort of you know discussion in the video gaming community about sony specifically and how they handle smaller uh smaller games um, and their business model uh, in general. Um, so if you guys would like to add any any points or anything you want to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Chuck. Go ahead, Dan, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I, I think it's definitely interesting. Um, we are seeing... It, on the outside, it does look like Sony is taking AAA games and throwing their focus there. I don't think they're getting enough credit um for some of the other stuff you know like it's everybody on the outside is just going oh they're only focusing on triple a they're they're crushing uh smaller dreams and stuff like that but take a look at like the the playstation when we got the place ps5 reveal how many of those games were like small games that we just don't know much about right now you know it's not their focus isn't only on triple a games but it does appear that way i totally get that um so so when they turn around and these guys they they pitch days gone to and didn't get the funding like uh, if i read correctly i think they pitched like a multiplayer sort of thing for days gone Two, and they were like you know what days gone one didn't sell that well um despite whatever critics say and i know it had very mixed reviews but 
it didn't sell that well. And do we, we already have The Last of Us. We have, like, do we need to continue on with the zombie stuff? Despite, I did hear, like, certain Horde stuff was very cool. But I don't know, you know, like, I think Sony's just looking at different things right now. And especially with the PS5, they, Naughty Dog is is doing a good job. Obviously, they, they want to expand what they're doing over there. I'm personally not on board with the whole Last of Us remake thing, but I get it. And uh, I think their original intention was the Uncharted stuff. They wanted to remake Drake's Fortune, and then it wound up being too costly or something. Yeah. So that's why they're jumping on to the Last of Us remake. And the really, in my opinion, the, the game still holds up. I don't think we need a remake of it, but Certainly it's definitely not. going to... It, like, let's be real. It's going to time up with the release of the show. Yeah. If not, probably a little bit sooner. I think it's going to time up around there and people are going to watch the show on HBO be like, oh, this is going to this. I think their intention is to make this a PS5 seller is, hey, here's the last of us, a new one that looks feels great. Oh, by the way, there's also the last of us, too, you know, like and, and people are going to want to continue right. on the story. And like the, it, it is a marketing scheme, I think, um, behind the curtain and everything. So we'll see what happens. I mean. Here's the thing: they're going to remake the game, and people are going to buy it. People That's are going to buy it. It's you true. Know, people are going to buy it. So, so who's to tell them what decisions to make? Well, when, yeah, you know, it's what, what ends up happening, thing. and and this is this is the problem that they're kind of falling into. And uh, truthfully, you're right, Astro. You know, they have more of a focus on a Sobe Studio who makes Astro and they're going to make great Astro games that are tiny little games. They did the freaking medieval remake, which nobody wanted or (laughs) whatever, just because they wanted to do it. So like it's definitely overblown, but they are leading the charge in a certain sort of house style that they have with God of War, uh, Last of Us, Days Gone, Horizon Zero Dawn. All these games are kind of, of a of a kind and they all have gigantic budgets and huge teams and they're not the only culprits on this you know ubisoft does the same thing but it's it's a fine criticism to have i think it's taking away a little bit more of like what the story is and what the dynamics of their first party studios are like that's the more interesting story here in my opinion where like they like the studio, you know, Sony Bend, it seems like they wanted to do Days Gone 2 and they had a pitch for Days Gone 2 and it got shut down and then they ended up starting to like borrow them to to do other stuff and now even the, the Last of Us remake got taken from them, you know, and now it's being in-house at, at Naughty Dog and it's <laughs> just funny to me that Naughty Dog is so clearly like the top priority at sony then like they could do no wrong and then everybody else is just kind of like second fiddle Um, yeah for sure that's the stuff that's interesting to me about this unless like because you know sony i mean they're not going to make first party tiny games all the time but they did make concrete genie like last year or two years ago and that was yeah you know like they have stuff so i think it's a little overblown um but right yeah, I think. I mean, it, it, it's not like they didn't show new IPs, you know, like they have a lot of stuff in the works. And it's, it, again, like you just said, it's definitely getting overblown. Like, 
they're throwing priorities for sure. Like, yeah. like you said, Naughty Dog can do no wrong. That's that's exactly that's probably the fucking mantra that they're yeah they're they're chanting when they go to work every morning over <laughs> at Sony. But um, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, the, the, the truth you know, is, I mean, Naughty Dog is making their their next game is new IP. They said as much. Like, there's no yeah. you know that that's out there. Uh, so, I mean, it's not that they're not doing anything newer or interesting. Like everybody likes these games and they're still doing new stuff. So it's, it's interesting the way that this article kind of blew up because I, I'm more like intrigued by the, you know, why are we getting the last of us remake? Like, there's just no reason to do that uh, because it makes a lot of, because it'll make a lot of money. That's the reason. Cause it will, you know, what pisses me off though. They did interview. I forgot which guy at naughty dog and, and brought up Jack and Daxter. And he was like, Oh, you know, like everybody here at naughty dog, we wish we were making it, but we're not. Right. <laughs> and true. I was like, Sorry, oh, I'd rather no news <laughs> than that news. <laughs> Don't come out with that. And then, here's the thing: if Ratchet and Clank blows up and it's great, they have to do it. Come on now. I'm so but, curious uh, because that Ratchet and Clank game is gonna have Jack and Daxter in it just for like a cameo. And I'm yeah, really so curious too, all this if shit. they end up like spinning out and doing a new Jack game. It would be super interesting. I don't know. I, I already, you guys know, I got my Rift Apart. Uh, pre-ordered already <laughs> and uh i i had my suspicions from the first trailer with the multiple world stuff going on yeah. so we'll see we'll see what happens <laughs> but uh but yeah i'm excited man i mean it's only a matter of time we got to get a name for this new lombax soon that's right. that's what we're waiting on it's i mean be feed rivet, the man it's rivet feed the people <laughs> um yeah any other you know last bits on that sony piece anything no nah, not so much no nah. all right all right. I guess that's about all the news that we got for the last uh, two weeks. And now it is time for our game of the month for March. So here are the contenders. We have Loop Hero, Genesis Noir, Narita Boy, and It Takes Two. Huh. Yeah, an interesting list. Dan, did you play any more Loop Hero over the last you know week or so? Yeah, I have actually. So I've actually gone past two of the four bosses damn so you didn't I even talk to... about it in the what we've been playing oh yeah no i didn't <laughs> dude that's literally what i did like i added those two games on in the middle of us talking because i pulled up my document i was like oh wait i did play these <laughs> oh yeah i guess i didn't you know <laughs> what have you been thinking of it real quick i'm so sorry yeah no i'm really, really enjoying it i haven't gotten to the point that um you know, last week Dan talked about, you know, the boss rush at the end. So I'm still enjoying it very, very, very much. And I'm still very, very high on it. It's so cool. Out of this list, it would be my pick. Only because I haven't played Narita Boy or It Takes Two yet. Um, but, you know, I do have that thought in the back of my mind, Dan. You and I have very similar feelings on, on a lot of things. Um, so I am curious. I'm still trying to push through to, to get to well, that end. But, um, yeah, the, that. the thing I'll say about it is it's so enjoyable all through so like to, to take yeah. everything away that i loved and was obsessed with this game would be like such a it would be disingenuous you know service so yeah. i it's so funny man because i really really like genesis noir i think narita boy is kind of the odd man out here in, for me personally because it's like a game that i really dig in a lot of ways but the other three i'm like way higher on 
So we could probably get rid of Narita Boy, being that I'm the only one that played it, and it's the bottom of mine here. And then it takes two. I can't in good conscience say that that could be it because I haven't finished it. Like, I'm loving it, and I could see it being my favorite game that came out this month, but I haven't finished it, and I know neither of you guys have played it. Um, Not yet. Yeah, it's, it's tough because what if it takes a turn like Loop Hero did in the way where you were a little soured on the ending, you know? Right, so, exactly. That's why it's so like, ah, I don't think I can do that. So for me, it's between Loop Hero and Genesis Noir. And it's funny, I talked before, like, I have like five or six games that any given day could be like my number one game this year so far. And like mm-hmm. these two and Trials of Fire are really like the three that are like you know, really, really contending. And I think there's two things here and, and we could talk about it then. I mean, obviously you're not as high on Genesis Noir as I was. But I, um, I feel bad. Cause it's not like I really did enjoy it. And I loved it. Well, Dan, you shouldn't feel bad. <laughs> you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, I just, I didn't love it as much as, as you loved it. So what I really want to get down to is like, so for loop hero, like, tell me, because last time you played it, you were like, yeah, I'm digging it. I played a few hours. It's cool. I'm learning. I'm whatever. Like, now that you've beaten a couple bosses, like, are you, how are you feeling about it? And how are you feeling about, like, the different combos and unlocking stuff? Yeah. And- it, right, right, right. So, I got to say, I, it's hard to compare Loop Hero to Genesis Noir because, you know, again, it, <laughs> Genesis Noir is, is I, I keep saying it, but it's like the art house video game. Like, it's very uh, abstract and at times it doesn't feel like a, like a game in, in a way as much of a like a visual uh, you know piece like just very striking um, what I love about Loop Hero is Loop Hero feels like the old like old like games I used to play on my computer when I was a kid like those old RPGs mm-hmm. with like a really really unique now they're like, just the games you play on your computer when you're an adult. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure, for sure. But like, what I love about Loop Hero is, is is now that I know the systems, I've gotten into such a momentum that it it really makes me eager to play like all the time. Like I love that feeling of like being stuck, having to learn a bunch of like new systems, and now that I'm getting good at it, like that feeling is just so satisfying to me. Of like, okay, I know what I want to do, and I'll literally, you know, I'll finish a run, and I'll die or whatever. And like throughout my day, I'll be thinking about, all right, well, on the next run, I'm, I want to try mm-hmm. this, or on the next run, I want to do this. And there's just something about that feeling that is very satisfying, and and what really makes me love certain, you know, video games where it's just like, oh my gosh, I want to play it again because I can't stop thinking about <sighs> it, or oh, what if I try this again? So it really is hero, so good. Loop Hero has that for me. Do you have a favorite class, Dan? Have you been playing different classes? I'm sorry, Dan. You you cut out a little bit. Have you been playing different classes at all? Do you have a favorite class? I don't know what my favorite is. Math. (laughs) (laughs) I really, really like the Necromancer. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite. What I try to do is each time I play, like, so what I'll do is... Is like I won't play a lot. Like I don't think I've ever sat more than like an hour or an hour and a half, like like playing like Loop Hero. I need it's a game for me, and maybe that's why I'm not so jaded on it yet. Is that I will only play it like in short bursts. Mm-hmm. 
because I do see the potential for me to be like overwhelmed or for me to like feel like uh, like I did all this work and now it's um, for not. Um, But I I do just want to get to Genesis Noir for a second because as much as I enjoyed what it was trying to do, I think I, I, why I think my vote goes to Loop Hero is for me, Genesis Noir, I appreciate so much as a, first off, visually and aesthetically, like it is one of the most unique like aesthetics in video games and i appreciate it for its thematic elements and its abstractness but i think as a game as a whole it leaves a little bit for me to be desired like i didn't have that oh i gotta see what happens next right and that was just for me as opposed to loop hero where i have this sort of like fire under me where i'm just like oh man like i i i want to get to the next part you know like i have i have more momentum for loop hero than i did for genesis noir genesis noir was like all right like let me you know play half an hour let me do a little bit let me see what you know what happens but it never like lit a fire under me the way that right loop hero has but again i haven't beaten loop hero yet and you know maybe when i get to that end point my my feelings will sour a little bit listen loop hero is an incredible game i put I actually just looked at my Steam thing, 34 hours into it. Like, it's an amazing game. I've loved it. I'm totally cool with it being our game of March. It's it's one of my favorite games this year. Sounds like it. But I don't want to poo-poo on Genesis Noir. I just, I don't know. I, I just, oh, much do as much as I liked it, I just, <laughs> Dan, I don't think I loved it. That's okay. That's all right, buddy. You're it's a- funny. So, I, knowing myself, I think if I had, uh, my opinion doesn't matter because I haven't played any of them, but, uh. <laughs> I think I would I would personally like it takes two best but it's it's like I it just intrigues me more cuz I've dabbled so briefly into Loop Hero that I need to get back into it. Oh, it's such um, a good game. And my my problem is is that I started playing Oddworld. I started playing Olea, right. you know, like right. I started playing all these other games and I'm like, "Oh, what? That's such an idiot. I started playing this <laughs> other game and I didn't finish it." <laughs> well, so, uh, I mean, Loop Hero is a good game to just jump back into because it it like I said, I I played it for like 35 yeah. hours and I <laughs> haven't beaten yeah. the final. Well, you know what my issue is? It's on my computer, so when I'm sitting here doing right. like school doing all that stuff i see it and it like it's, it's just sitting there like <laughs> almost like rudolph's nose just going in and out with flash <laughs> and i'm like no nah, i can't play it it's like i got homework to do i gotta do this instead so i've like kind of uh, barrier my uh my my uh showing to it and it's uh and then i just forgot about it yeah idiot, idiot. that's all right dan how good is the music in loop here though uh, so good it's so good like good. so good I, again it just it has this I don't know. There's just something about it. It's got that like old school RPG, but like it's so fresh and so unique. Yeah. Um, I, I just I think that's that's my pick. That's that's the winner. Cool man. So Loop Heroes are game of the month for March. Game of the month for March. Congrats. Loop Hero. All right. Good job, Loop Hero. And as much as I you know still appreciate you, Genesis Noir <laughs> and Rita Boy, and it takes two. Loop Hero. It takes so two. it wouldn't win. But what month was Maquette re- released? I think it was March. Was it March? It did. I mean, it doesn't uh, win. Well, but I, won't, I was just curious. I believe it I was, was the to... first week of March because it was a PlayStation Plus game. Was it? All right. Let me double check. Maquette. Uh, release March second, twenty twenty one. Wow. Yeah. I forgot that. I I was like going through my list of games I've played so far this yeah. year. Yeah, I didn't put it on here because uh, 
because it didn't deserve to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's our game of the month for March. Now let's talk about our Game Pass game of the week. Dan, I'll start with you, my friend. What's your Game Pass game of the week? All right. Why? Let me let me tell y'all about Viva Piñata. It is a game that I've talked about many times, mostly just in passing. But this game is incredibly special, and not enough people respect it in the way that it deserves to be respected. This game is, you have this little sandbox, this garden, and you are getting pinatas that are basically different animals in like an animal collecting kind of thing. And you're getting certain fruits to have them mate. And then they're having babies. And then you're meeting certain criteria. And then that'll attract different pinatas to your area. And every time you get a new one in the area, it'll like show a little screen. Like focus on the camera and tell you the thing's name. So like the discovery of all these different things. Like when all of a sudden this like you know lizard comes walking by because you have this special tree that you planted in your garden it is just like the most fun wholesome awesome like well-designed game that does not get the respect it deserves viva pinata hidden gem among hidden gems and not is enough viva people play a it. rare is that is that yes, a rare game that's a rare game okay one of their best <laughs> all right viva pinata Game Pass. Excellent Get game. it. Play it. All right, Shelby, what's your Game Pass Game of the Week? My Game Pass Game of the Week is actually an Xbox exclusive. Um, is Forza Horizon 4, which nice. I love because I think uh, these are first party, right? So this is yep. I think the Forza series is like releases to Game Pass right away uh, now, mm-hmm. which is awesome, you know, and... um. I haven't dipped into the motorsport series, but Forza Horizon 3 was my first jump into uh, the series, and it was incredible. It's so much fun. It gives me, it gives me the vibes that like I, I Gran Turismo uh, was my shit. Like Gran Turismo 3 A spec back on PS2 mm-hmm. was like my game. Um, and these games are just fun, you know. Like I don't play a ton of racing games, but these ones kind of give you that open world feeling in on uh, not on a racetrack but basically just running through the hills of wherever i uh verizon here forza forza (laughs) forza horizon 4 freaking what a tongue fall i I didn't even realize that at first forza horizon 4 are you kidding me with that too many z's uh so this game is set in london or or somewhere in um in the uk yeah it's like uh, scotland or something yeah i was gonna say maybe it's not london it's somewhere in the uk and uh absolutely incredible you know my brother plays this game more than i do he fucking loves it he turned me on to it um but unlimited customization stuff they recently had like they they continually update it so it's always got something new i think they put like cyberpunk uh vehicles in it now you know they're always doing stuff like that there's lego vehicles you can you can race in um and it has a story mode you know which is pretty cool you can you can actually buy a house uh, store cars there, do all this fun stuff. So it's not just a racing game. It has it has a lot more added to it. And the fact that it's like uh, 
like day one on Game Pass is is unmatched. Absolutely. You know? um, it, the thing about that game is it's got that open world style of like a Burnout Paradise where it's like you're driving around, you're driving around, and then you come across like, oh, here's a little challenge. Yeah, like do a this. challenge itself. Yeah. Let me jump in here and do this race really quick, and and you're unlocking yeah. cars. It's 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 a really neat game. Beautiful awesome like it's just a great racing game and yeah it's a great pick show yeah rarely are you doing anything or, or doing nothing i should say it's like even when you're just driving there's like speed traps yeah. to to try and get through this area as quickly as possible or or Big hit like jumps. a uh, yeah hit like a giant jump like there's always something to do no matter you you can't get from point a to point b without running into a ton of stuff it's it's incredible they they throw a lot in there and and it's all enjoyable Hell yeah. Nice. All right. All right, gentlemen. And my pick, I mean, I feel like I have, I've said so much about this game that there's not much left to be said. But Nine in the Woods is on Game Pass. <laughs> Hell of a game. And I think, every, and I think everybody should play it. I, I feel like I could, I could spend the next six hours just going on about it, but anybody that's familiar with this show has heard me mention this game at least once an episode. <laughs> And it's on Game Pass. I'm not sure how long it's been on Game Pass because I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if it's a new edition, but Night in the Woods is on Game Pass. If you are into just just a beautiful, heartfelt story, um, some of the best writing like ever, play Night in the Woods. It will it will touch your heart. It will break your heart, but it might make you a better person at the end of uh, your playthrough. So <laughs> everybody, give it a shot. Agreed. So that's about it. That's about all she wrote. I um, there's no fantasy check-in for this week, so I really got n- nothing else to say other than it was so good talking to both you guys. It was my pleasure, Dan. Dan Shelby, thank you for joining me on this podcast. Listeners, thank you for listening to us. And as always, I hope everybody has a lovely week. And until next time, peace, love, justice. Have a beautiful night, everybody, or day, whenever you listen to this. <laughs> Nice save, nice save. (laughs) Hey everyone, thanks so much for watching and or listening. Just here to remind you that you can find us by searching for Circle Back Podcast or Circle Back Gaming on any of these podcast services. Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, or Stitcher. By God, I'm out of breath because of all these podcast services. But you can find us anywhere there. Also, you can find us, our video version, on YouTube by searching Circle Back Podcast or Circle Back Gaming uh, and the rest of the videos we do. Thanks, guys.